Fed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. I am Dr. Jimmy Christman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. Each week, I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 31 of Fed Talks. I'm Jimmy Crispin, your host. This week, I have another great episode for you. This is uh, Virtual PLC number 3, and we originally had four teachers scheduled, but only two of them showed up for the uh, for the uh, recording. So here's a great PLC with two of my friends and colleagues from South Carolina. Like I say at the beginning of the podcast, it felt just like homecoming. And uh, at times we got carried away with just conversations. So I apologize in advance if there are things that are mentioned that are not necessarily relevant to you, but it was exciting to, to be able to talk with some old friends. Um, Megan Link, in Charleston, South Carolina, and Stephanie Daniels in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, Two amazing educators who have been doing this for a long time. Uh, Megan is a middle school theater teacher, and Stephanie is a high school theater teacher, and both with just a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge um, and, and dealing with a lot of the similar things that the rest of us are dealing with, with the struggles of e-learning and taking care of our students. Um, to, to just other struggles that we're having. So that's what these PLCs are for. If you're interested in being a part of one, please go on the website, fedtalks.com, click on the virtual PLCs tab, and you can scroll right down. There's a giant red button in the middle of the page that says sign up now. You can be a part of one of these free virtual PLCs that I'm offering. Just click on that link and you can sign up for a date and time that works for you. Sign up for multiple sessions if you'd like. Um, but these are all for you, teachers. So I hope you're getting something out of them. I would love to hear some feedback on them. Uh, but in the meantime, here's my third virtual PLC with Stephanie Daniels and Megan Link. I am excited to welcome to Fed Talks for our third PLC to um, longtime colleagues and friends of mine. So it feels kind of like homecoming right now. Um, <laughs> Megan Link and Stephanie Daniel, both from South Carolina and teachers that I worked with there for quite a while. So welcome to the podcast. And ladies, if you just want to introduce yourself, we'll start with Megan and then Stephanie will get you in. Awesome. Um, hi, I'm, I'm so glad to have this conversation. I said it was so great to be able to see both of your faces. Um, and I am my name is, in fact, Megan Link, and I am currently in South Carolina. I'm in an area called the Low Country, so I am right outside of Somerville, and I teach at a middle school of the arts, Rawlings Middle School of the Arts, where students um, audition to go there for three years, and we have an all like a, a very all-encompassing program. And I'm lucky enough to teach with one other person. Um, his name is Sean Bick. Uh, and I've only been there for, and this is my first year there. Um, but before that, where I really met Jimmy and Stephanie was through SCTA. Um, and when I was at my time at Charleston County School of the Arts, where we taught middle and high. Uh, and we did the one act festival. and. I came in with the Busso kids and met Jimmy for the first time at South Point um, for the conference. So that's where I am and what I do. And 
how I know you two. It's <laughs> yeah, good to see so. you. How about you, Stephanie? Uh, okay, I'm Stephanie Daniels, and I'm the drama teacher at Rock Hill High School, which is in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, it's a fairly large school. Uh, I teach ninth through 12th grades, uh, all levels of theater, theater one, uh, playwriting and performance, uh, theater crafts, advanced acting one and two. Um, we do several shows a year. Um, we do several competitions a year. Right, in the, right now, we're right in the middle of a, a big full-length show for my advanced acting class called Radium Girls. <gasps> yeah. I love that show. Yeah, me too, me too. And I've, I've known Jimmy and, and uh, a long time. We used to teach the same district at South Point High School, which is uh, right down the street. And um, Megan, I've known her for years and years and served on boards with her. And, and um, so I'm excited to be here with both of you. Well, well, we were we were chatting it up a little bit before I, I did the intro, and uh, I we, we were talking about a little bit about the online learning, and I want to get to that in just a minute, um, talking a little bit about some of the strategies and everything. But first, I just want to check in to see how you two are feeling right now. How are you doing with it all? Because um, it that abrupt stop and put everything on hold and all the unknowns. So how are you? How are you feeling right now? Um, I'm better t- today than I have in the last week. Um, you know, my daughter and I were able to get out and take a walk and it was pretty today and, um, you know, take the dog for a walk. We went and got an ice cream cone just to get out of the house. Uh, so, but at first it was, I don't know. I mean, I'm used to being around people and I don't like being shut up and, um, I miss my students and, um, it's just really hard when they send little remind texts and, um, you know, and they say things like, we miss you. We can't wait to get back to school. It's, it's hard. And um, I didn't realize it was going to be that hard. And in the first couple of days, it made me pretty emotional. Yeah, I have to piggyback off of you, Stephanie. I, I think for me, um, and I think we both and Jimmy, too, we are in a place where we're not only concerned about our students, but I I also have children running around the house <laughs> that I have to make sure is doing their work. Mm. And um, so I've been doing okay because I immediately instituted a schedule for my kids just to give me some recognition, but you know, like not well, recognition, I don't know, some solace, I guess to say, where I know that they're going to be doing this thing, but you know, then all of a sudden they kind of shoot through the house chasing after the dog trying to dress it up with sunglasses so i <laughs> that's been that's been a little disconcerting um but i try to laugh at that <laughs> and i put it in because that's my real life um and my husband's working from home as well and you would think it, it's just tough and for the same reasons besides balancing our life with our students' lives, right? Where (laughs) I'm just totally worried about my kids. I never got to say goodbye. I never got to talk to them. Um, A lot of them, there's so many uncertainties and we're lucky enough that we're in a theater classroom and that's where they usually can be uncertain, you know? And they just don't know how to or what to or, you know, they're... (sighs) I, I also have been emotional. <laughs> so it's been a roller coaster, so to speak. 
but well, their their structure and routine is thrown off just as just as ours as is. much yeah. oh yeah totally yeah so it's trying to at home trying to provide some of that structure and routine and, and, and trying <laughs> to figure out how you're going to do that with your students as well all at the same time yeah so well my hat's off to both of you because I know you're phenomenal teachers both of you and I just I know this is hard um, and I, I know your kids every little thing that you're doing I know they appreciate and and are, are relishing every single moment that you're giving them so what are some of those uh, fun strategies that you're doing to, to try to engage them and, and keep them keep them going with rehearsals and, and classwork and I know we all have different situations of mm. what districts are allowing you to grade and what not and what they're encouraging you to do or in Stephanie's case, no direction at this moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right now with my advanced acting class, they're they're doing video submissions of their lines. Um, you know, having a, a parent or a a, a, a sibling mm. uh, video their their uh, you know their lines and so forth with them, and um, then they submit that to me and. My intro class right now is doing a play study where they had to read a play, and then um, every day I've given them some something new to do with the play. For instance, they had to come come up with a, a design concept for a uh, set, and then one day they had to kind of there were thirteen characters, and they had to tell me, you know, in your mind, how would these characters dress? What costumes would they wear, and so forth. So um, okay. I won't say it was easy. Uh, but basically it was, it was something that we, like we'd already been doing costume design. We'd already been doing set design. So it was something that was like reinforcing the learning basically. Um, I like that. Actually, I might have to steal that. I'll for send us. it to you. If you want <laughs> yes, to. please. Yeah. I will totally send you the whole thing, including the play. Oh, Hey, great. Yeah, um, it, was, it was check please. Jonathan Rand. Oh, Hey, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And for middle school, that would be fine, oh, too. Yeah. Um, the kids love the show, by the way. Yeah. Well, I my um, issue is that, well, what we've been doing is in all three of my classes, we had shows going up and we were doing in-class rehearsal processes. So, I mean, we were meeting after school, but a lot of it was talking about, you know, in the sixth grade show, it was like, learning how to block and move and write down blocking. And so we just finished blocking the show. Um, <laughs> and it was supposed to go up next week. Um, uh, seventh grade was supposed to have a show that week that we went out. So we were getting final, you know, all those show things. Um, and for eighth grade, we were just starting our vision board, which is kind of like what you did with Check Please, where we took the play and they're doing Wizard of Oz um, by play scripts and the playwright I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but it wasn't the musical, it was a play and um, we were doing some really fun things with it, but they were coming up with a concept statement and that, you know, all that jazz. So the we were asked to submit 10 lessons that they could do. And that's supposed to carry us through next week, Wednesday. Um, and so what we did is we tried to incorporate whatever we were already doing 
Um, and so we did that, like for my seventh grade, we did, you know, finish your vision board, <laughs> turn it in. And we made it digital. Um, we also had them make a, like for my younger kids, they made a board game with all the basic theater terms because our eighth graders have to take an EOC or end of course exam so they can get high school credit for theater one. Um, and so we start that kind of stuff like theater history going over all that jazz. So we, we did those, we wrote a monologue. Um, they had to do a character analysis. So, you know, everything is written um, because video submissions for us tend to be cumbersome for like uploading. Like I'm constantly having children I can't do that or what have you. Um, I'd love to hear what you what programs you use because um, I'm thinking we're gonna have to go that way. Um, but so that's what we do. We also you know watch a TV show and respond to it using these elements. Look for the elements they're doing. So that's what we're having our kids do. And I think it's helpful. Again, no new content, but I'm kind of at a loss as to how to give a quality program, you know, continue that quality throughout. Cause I don't know, Stephanie, about your school district, they called it off through April, but in my mind, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be coming back. <laughs> I just, I'm not sure. I'm not certain. So. Well, I don't, I don't think anybody in South Carolina is. And no. you know, I've, I've heard, buzz from different groups and I mean nobody knows nobody mm -hmm. and you know you kind of have to work on the premise that we're going to go back on May 1st but come May 1st we might be told we're not going back right but then again there's so many questions there like are we going to have to you know there was some talk on Facebook I don't know if you're a member of the South Carolina for Ed oh yeah uh, mm -hmm. yeah and there was some talk on on Facebook that there was a state senator who was saying that that he wanted all the all the kids to repeat this grade, which is ridiculous because we're three, you know, we're three some or three, you know, quarters in, you yeah. know, twenty five percent finished with the year, and and then people are saying, oh, we're going to go back during the summer. Well, that creates a whole bunch of headaches too. But yeah, it does. I don't know. Part of me thinks we should go to something like, um, I don't know what they call it in Illinois, but like a homebound situation where we have to pare it down to the most needed assessments and lessons. But even that for me is what would that be? Because we no longer are taking the EOC so we could pretend like we are um, and kind of be a little more free with what we can accomplish, I guess. So I don't know. Again, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, my, my husband and I talk about this all the time. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a mental health counselor, um, mm -hmm. and a trainer of counselors. And he, we, we, we talk about this all the time that right now we're in, we're kind of in a state of triage that it's, we're not in a thriving or even surviving mode right now. This is still kind right. of a crisis mode. Um, and you know, the, I think he got into it on Facebook with a woman, <laughs> a, a, a professor who was wanting to introduce um, 
her her student teachers to to create a lesson plan on on the coronavirus right now and what what its effects are and no et cetera uh, et cetera and we're like no no, no. right now <laughs> no no no, no. You, we need to be making Gosh. sure our kids are okay we need to make sure we're okay because what's happening right now is not business as normal and, no and we can't treat not. it as such and if we do we're overlooking those important parts of of our kids is the relationships. Are they safe? Yeah. Are they, are they taken care of? Do they know they're cared for? And right now, especially teenagers, Stephanie, you know, and Megan, you know, I, and mm-hmm. with my teenagers in the house, their entire friend structure has been shattered. Oh, my gosh. They and don't know what to do if, with themselves. And, you know, the phone's great. FaceTime's great. But I, I, I miss the time with my friends. I miss seeing their faces. I miss yeah. hugging them. And the the experiences in classes and all that stuff totally. so we we've just got to find some ways to make sure that they're taken care of right now and to keep them engaged and with one another and with whether it's just getting together and running lines of the show together mm-hmm. just so they're together you know at, in some virtual space um oh yeah mm-hmm. but just some things like that to, just to keep it keep them having a good time keep them engaged and and yeah. seeing one another and seeing you because you're a part of their daily life too Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, this is so random, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, Today, when we went and got our ice cream cone, my child and I at the Sonic, uh, across the parking lot, here I see my drama club president and my drama club secretary across, and they start running towards my car. Lucky duck. I rolled the window down. I said, stop right there. I said, I will talk to you from this space. And we spoke and it just seeing them made me happy it made them happy um it, i don't know there was that I, you know i wanted to hug them but i knew that i could not do that and i should not do that but it was hard and but it made me happy yeah. and i think it made them happy um i took a picture of them and and put it on and i told them i said i'm gonna put this on instagram and then you know other kids chimed in that made them happy so I don't know. That's random, but I thought I'd share. Well, even with my with my students and our online, because we've had to transfer all our classes to online for the rest of the semester. And I can't even imagine. So, I, and wow. I've I've taught online before, so it was a little easier for me. But the rest of my department's like, what do we do? Like, how do I teach my MFA student whose scene design project for her thesis just got canceled? Oh, geez, and crackers. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're in a little different place, and. and I when I met with my classes on Monday, um, my my theater for social change class, there's 17 of them, and they all got on on the screen, and they were just so happy to see each other, um, and they were so happy to be in this space together at the 11 o'clock hour meeting together, and I put most of the class um, as as asynchronous for the rest of the semester where they can work on their own um, and finish the assignments and, and work at their own pace. But I told them, I said, every Monday and Wednesday at 11 o'clock, I will open up my, my personal zoom room and you can drop in, you can ask questions. We can go over your assignments together. I will still be here. You can pop in and do what you want. And today I had five of them just pop in they just wanted to sit and talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice. They were like, I, you know, I have a question about class. I'll get to that in a little bit. I just want to hang out for a little bit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, Today, I did a virtual hangout, as I called it, or a virtual check-in. And as I said earlier, um, we I only had, like in one class, I only had four or five show up. And then um, 
out of that was my class of 18. And then another class of mine, um, I only had four as well out of 24. And I told them online, I said, okay, um, next time we do this. And I couldn't give them a time because we're going to get hopefully directives on that. But, um, and I didn't want to get their hopes up, you know, before I knew what I could tell them. And um, I want to see double the number. So you've got to go and find your classmates because, you know, I have a special situation where these kids, they come in sixth grade and they are with each other until eighth grade, which I'm very familiar with. That's where I came from. Um, I'm from SOA and they, they're like, it's crazy because I, I'm so glad to see these faces because they are truly like brothers and sisters. They might not like each other all the time, but they want, it's a familiar face and a love that they have. And I, I literally got teary eyed and I was just like, and one of them just started laughing at me because they're like, Miss Link. And I said, it's, I don't care. It's just so great. Like, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to try to keep upping because they not all of my kids have a computer. So mm -hmm. I that's the other thing is balancing that. So it's that FaceTime and those relationships. Those are what we cannot lose. So whatever I can do, yeah. I will do it. Just trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm just I'm really I'm really wondering how your district's going to handle all this with, with not having one-to-one -one. cause we, we take for granted that everybody is that way and they're not. Yeah. Uh, and especially in our district, we are a great school district. We're very lucky in Dorchester too. That's one of the reasons why I live in Dorchester too is because of the schools, but we do the maximum with very little. Um, it's been proven that Dorchester too, as a district wide, we spend the least amount of money per capita, I think in the mm. area. <laughs> so, um, per student. So it's, it's kind of crazy to see that differentiation. Um, and we have so many kids who are title one students, which I'm sure in, um, Rock Hill you have as well. So, mm. <sighs> It was a long time coming to go one-to-one, -one, but we are behind, you know, our surrounding districts are already one-to-one -one and we are not because simply the money <laughs> trying to make sure that we have it and that each kid has it. And um, so all the parents are struggling. They're very upset. And just like you said, Jimmy, it's triage. And I've actually had to take myself off of Facebook, at least off my phone, because I find myself scrolling and then I'll see parents just yelling and upset um, and blaming people and they have every right because I'm that parent too, but everybody's just got to take a breath and take a step back and, and be kind, just like you said, and um, focus on those relationships. We will get through this. We won't, mm -hmm. we will come out on the other side and it will be okay. But I say that as a mantra to myself, not, 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 not because, you know, to remind myself this will, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. Well, so. and, and even if you are one-to-one, -one, you can't guarantee that the home has internet. 
No. No. Um, see, we're one-to-one, but yeah. Well, okay, let me give you an example. Right before we went off, you know, there were two days where we were asked to come back to the school and make packets for kids yes. in case they didn't have Wi-Fi at home. Well, then the district decided that they were, in addition to like doing the grab-and-go meals, that they were going to also park the buses at different locations around town because the buses have like Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay, well, that's good. And now some more kids can get on the internet. Um, but I was told at Rock Hill High, they passed out 250 packets. Uh, you know, we've got, what, 2,000 kids. So that's 10%, basically, mm-hmm. of kids that, you know, had to come and get packets because they don't have Wi-Fi at home. So, uh, so you know, Comporium offered a 60-day deal. Comporium is our local internet provider. And they offered um, everybody in Rock Hill a 60-day free trial of internet but there are still families that, you know, they, can't, they don't have running water in, in some households in Rock Hill. Yep. Uh, no lights. So how are they going to have internet? I mean, let's just be honest. So, um, and then we got a, an email yesterday from our administration that said, if you haven't had a kid to submit it all, we want you to call their parent. So this morning I called 18 different parents, sets of parents. And um, the overwhelming response that I got was, okay, well, I'll talk to them and I'm sorry they haven't done anything. Well, that was, I mean, you know, that's frustrating. I mean, right. Okay. I mean, and I always started the conversation super pleasant too. It was like, I'm calling to check on your child, make sure they're okay. Um, you know, I haven't heard from them. I was hoping that, you know, that, uh, that they had read the play that I sent and, and, you know, but still, I mean, I, the overwhelming majority of parents were just like, oh, well, he's been playing video games for the past two weeks. And I'm like, okay, so that's frustrating. I don't, you know, what do you do with that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was actually going to do that with a lot of the students that I haven't heard from. I was going to call, um, call them just because, just to see. Yeah. Um, because I made it pretty clear to all my kids that the tasks, I broke it up. My co-teacher and I, we, we broke it up into 10 tasks for 10 lessons and some tasks were like one through five. So the board game, for instance, was worth five tasks because it's a more lengthy and involved thing. Um, And I've been hearing from a lot of students, but I realized I hadn't heard from at least 50% so I was trying to figure out ways that I could, you know, contact them and see what they're up to. If, if you want to continue talking about <laughs> being online and, and where we are right now, we can certainly do that. Um, if you're okay with not doing that, then I would like to maybe brighten it up a little bit and, and yes, ask about please. something else that we enjoy right now. Um, What's your favorite color? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Well, but, in that vein, what is your favorite lesson or project that you teach when you are face-to-face with your kids? Stephanie, do you want to go first? Okay, um, voice and diction. That's one of my favorite things. Um, also stage combat. I, I, you know, oh. with my intro class, I, I keep it really simple. Uh, very, very simple. But that's something that they all really, really enjoy because it gets them up and gets them moving. And, yeah. and I teach simple things like, you know, stage slaps and 
on stage falls yes. and you know them have I have them write a script and they get in partners and they you know they have to write a simple script that incorporates um at least you know they have to be the victim once and the attacker once and they have to have a stage fall and and <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I would say that's definitely one of the, my favorite things to do. Besides just doing a show, because honestly, that sometimes is my most favorite lesson when you see them mm -hmm. making strides and yeah. shows. Yeah. I mean, that is always going to be hands down my favorite thing to do, um, specifically musicals. And I'm really excited because my school that I'm now at hasn't done a musical in five years. And we're doing one next year. So I'm really excited. <laughs> um, we were supposed to do auditions now. Um, we're not, obviously. I'm trying to figure out a way that we can get the kids excited about it online. Um, but, you know, besides that, um, one of my favorite lessons, which I haven't done yet at this school, but I used to always do, um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, is... Um, I have the kids break up into groups and it's, we're learning about Greek theater, um, specifically Greek tragedy. And everybody's just like, oh no, Greek tragedy. And so we go through and we do um, like Aristotle's poetics and they're like, oh God, this is horrible. You know, and just like <laughs> we talk about like spectacle and, um, you know, the character plot, all of that jazz and I usually do it with the younger kids and they are just like this is the worst thing ever but then after I teach it and I watch scenes I have them watch scenes from Oedipus um, Rex that actually the <laughs> Julie Taymor's version of the opera Oedipus Rex so it's not only in Latin it's also in <laughs> Japanese <laughs> it's awesome and I don't show the whole thing but it's just kind of so ridiculous and they're like Miss Link what is all of this crazy stuff um but I just love it and <laughs> we look at that and then I turn them loose I said okay now you're in groups we are going to have our own festival of Dionysus and you are all going to bring me a Greek tragedy to compete. And they're like, what competition? <laughs> and I have a beanie baby goat that they fight for. And each group they, and we learn other lessons along the way um, where they compete for those things. And so it's like our own theater Olympics. But the big thing is they have to write their own Greek tragedy and it has to have an ode in a scene. And then they give you a treatment of the rest of the story. Like they just kind of narrate it because otherwise they would die and it'd be sad. And they have to um, use all of the proper names like the Cthorni and everything. And they create costumes and they have to basically do a sales pitch for their Greek piece. And then they perform the scene in the ode and it has to have a chorus number in it. And we get the whole at that time, the whole sixth grade in and they have to vote on them. And so there's performance and they're showing that they understand it and assessment and it's so funny. And then by the end, they're like, Greek theater rocks. And I'm just like, yes, it does. And so, um, and none of the tragedies are sad. They're all really funny and people are laughing hysterically because it's just so sad. And I just love it. And 
I didn't get to do it this year, but I will do it next year and I cannot wait. <laughs> so I love that. I totally am going to steal it. You should. I will. I'll send it to you. Please steal it. Yes, but you, yes. you start out and it's so begrudging. Like you're just like, and now we're learning about the tragic flaw and, you know, like make it as like horrible as possible. And then <laughs> think they're died and gone to heaven. <laughs> That's After. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to know how, we, and I realize this is a blip, but, and I know I don't want to go back. I want to stay in the levity, but I am struggling with how to teach the performance aspects or how to continue with those. I mean, that is eighth grade and I just don't know how to do that. And there's been some great lessons on that sharing mm -hmm. um, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And I love those. Some of them are a little older or above like a middle school's year. Um, but I'm just really trying to, you know, keep the levity with my students and teach or give them the opportunity to perform, but in a way that we're all going to be able to do it. So I ask you, I ask your, your glorious members of Fed Talks, um, your students, Stephanie, um, mm -hmm. any programs, anything that I could look into I am willing to do the research. I just need to figure it out because um, I want to offer my kids some quality ability to be able to perform. They need something. It can't just all be writing and thinking and doing, you know, that's important, but it's also important to perform. So any suggestions you have for that, that's my question. And well, I know that's a big, broad question, but <laughs> like. As silly as it sounds, it seems that a lot of teachers are starting to um, have their students do TikToks. Yeah, I have some kids who are obsessed, but that would mean I would have to get TikTok, right? Well, I had my child set me up an account the night, <laughs> night before last. <laughs> I've been looking at TikToks for the last two days and trying to figure out how to make it all work. And I'm, I'm willing to do that if it makes it accessible for the masses. You know, it seems uh, like, like that's what the kids love. And, you they know. They do, but isn't there like crazy stuff on there too? Well, there is, there is. Um, is there a way to get around that? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, like I said, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Mm. Um, so, you know, okay. but I did make, I did make a Rock Hill High School theater TikTok account. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but you know, I, I thought, Stephanie, well, I'm going to find you. <laughs> well, go ahead. I have one follower. It's my child right now. So, <laughs> um, you know, whatever. So, but, and I have not made a video of my, you know, myself, but I, you know, but look, there are several people we know, Harry Culpepper, Harry Culpepper. made his first video. Oh yeah, he totally did. I yeah, saw it. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, brave him. I mean, he's brave because I haven't done it yet. I um, learned the renegade for a play. We did a, um, a staff play where we kind of roast the kids. It was actually really fun to be a part of. And at the end we learned the renegade and I just stood in the back, went like, and doing all this. And the kids are like, Miss Link, you totally 
sucked. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be the clown. You can laugh at me all you want, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll yeah. try the TikTok. I, I've been dreading it, but. Well, me too. But I mean, you know, sometimes you just have to go out of your comfort zone. Oh, Honestly, God. I was afraid to set, to sign up for this because I was like, I'm not going to be able to figure it out. I'm not. And thank goodness <laughs> Gabriella was here. So, you know. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing, I, I don't know if you can see, I have headphones with a microphone on yeah. because Jimmy, you said it would be good. And I'm like, dude, what, where do I get these things? And my son, who is Gabriella's <laughs> age, I remember yeah. this. He just throws me his headset from like online gaming and he's like, use this. And I said, what? How do I do that? So, I mean, listen, that's what the districts need to do. We need to just talk to the kids <laughs> and be like, what do we do? <laughs> They'll be like, oh, here, let me set you up. Exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah, I'll have to look at the TikTok. But I'm just trying to like sharing videos and stuff, you know, performing because we cannot use Zoom. So I'm not sure how to. I mean, I can use Zoom now. Right. But students aren't allowed because of FERPA, whatever, because we don't go through Google or what have you. Like, oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, we, we use yeah. Microsoft. So. I'm curious gotcha. if, I don't know, if, if you could talk with your your administration or your district personnel, because um, I know, I, I believe Zoom accounts are f- free right now. And they the subscriptions, are. Mm-hmm. And maybe just for the purpose of maybe doing uh, an online readings of your plays. Um, oh, that would be a great can, idea. Because in Zoom, you can record them, and then you can mm-hmm. just take those videos and, like, put it on a private YouTube page for your kids to check out if they have the link or their parents can go watch it. And many, oh, that's of, a good idea. many of the publishers are giving free streaming rights right now for, for their shows. Yeah, I saw that. So that's one option. We're, we're at ISU. We're looking at doing a, the play readings for the last two shows that we had to cancel um, mm. and, and recording them on Zoom kind of in a webinar format where kids can access it whenever they're, they're able to if they can't be present in the in the zoom room with us when we do it oh that's a great idea i'll have to talk to them and see because teams you can only see up to four people well and and in teams if um i I mean you could maybe even do something like a love letters type thing oh yeah um where they could even write their own modern version of of love letters and the two people could be on the screen together with you and you see them perform and then the rest of the class can watch it or, or you can yeah. record it if teams let you record it and make it available to them somehow. That's a good idea as well. I, don't know. I will definitely have to think about that. That's I'm sorry. Now my I'm... head is spinning. Cause I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> that's a good idea. That's a great one. Have you seen, I just shared it. Um, it's like couch Shakespeare or Shakespeare from the couch. They just did a whole where people submit scenes um, and they piece them all together. And so it's a full play, but it's literally people in their living room. <laughs> so I just posted it because I'm like, oh my gosh, because eighth grade just finished um, Romeo and Juliet, at least by us. And so I, I saw that they just did Romeo and Juliet and I thought, oh, this would be fun. Um Maybe we could, I could retool that in my head. That's a good idea. Um, 
and uh, uh, we're talking about Shakespeare. That Folger um, just released, I think, five or six um, audio recordings. Oh yeah, uh, full productions, fully cast um, audio audio versions of them. They're for free. Oh, cool. Well, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. I hope that gives you some ideas, and I'll I'll post it. It does. I'll post it out and the social yeah. world and, and see what do comes it for because you. I mean I think it's one piece I know it's not the only piece to theater mm-hmm. but it's one piece and one piece that I don't want my kids to lose so yeah I um, wanted to throw out there an idea because uh, I know Stephanie you do a good bit with uh, tech students um, your technical theater stuff and Megan I don't know how much you do as far as tech and design um, there's a, a, a gentleman I had on the podcast uh, several weeks back named Jeffrey Ott Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, myvirtualtheater.com. He created uh, a, a set design software um, for middle and high school students. And it's interactive and they can go in. And right now it's free for teachers for their full school license. I um, am going that to. That all your kids could have an account and, and do some design work in that. Um, so that's a, it's a great tool. And even when it's not free, it's so stinking cheap. Um, okay. Yeah. So check that out if, if you're looking for my yourself. virtual theater. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very curious. This I'm, this is me, me being nosy. I'm very curious. Did you have student teachers that were in the field right now? Because I oh, had yeah. an intern this semester. He was a part-time intern from Winthrop, but he came like once a, once a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm curious, like, is Winthrop going to make him repeat all of that? Because he didn't, he definitely did not finish all of the, you know, the criteria. Um, so how does that work with you anyway? Yeah, I had four student teachers in the field. Um, yeah. And all four of them had already filmed and gotten what they needed for their ed TPA. They just needed to, to write that up. Um, mm-hmm. And so just to finish that and then the rest of their teaching. Um, the Illinois State Board of Education um, let us know that there's no – hour mandate for how many hours they had to be in the classroom to complete their student teaching. Uh, So at least we get to decide if they've accomplished that. Um, And they're still like, all four of mine are still working with their teacher to create online learning modules for their students. So they're still, they're still involved, but they have a lot more downtime now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just curious because, you know, basically I got an email from the professor at Winthrop and, you know, basically said that, you know, you know um, we're not going back to school for the rest of the semester. And then, and then I got an email from the intern that said, you know, uh, we're not going back to school this semester. And I went, oh, okay, we'll stay safe. And, but then in my head, I was like, um, I don't even know how that's going to work for you know, the interns and, you know, what the criteria was and mm-hmm. so forth. Cause yeah. you know, so many lessons were supposed to be, have been taught and, and weren't mm-hmm. um, through no fault of his own. I mean, it wasn't his fault, obviously. So. Well, and I have, I have a, my junior methods class. Um, they, they have 10 hours of, of practicum in a school that they're supposed to mm-hmm. be doing. And we they were supposed to be doing it the april 1st and april 7th i believe mm. um so that's 10 of their required clinical hours that they're not mm. getting in a school so our school has been has given us pretty much leeway to to create what we think is a a, a 
feasible alternative to those clinical hours if, if those are affected. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something actually something I've been thinking about lately and I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, that's why, that's why I asked you. Uh, when I was talking to some of my students earlier today, they were worried about one of their friends who's um, in a special ed program and they, I think they have to be in multiple placements or something if they're yeah. in a resource mm-hmm. classroom. I don't know the exact requirements, but she said that they are, um, that that person is probably going to have to repeat their student teaching. Oh, uh, like, come uh, on. Uh, that I, I can't even imagine. Cause, cause mine were, is... mine were halfway done. They, they were over halfway done yeah. when mm-hmm. there's, when Chicago and everywhere else said, Nope, we're done. Um, mm-hmm. so, I, and at that point, yeah. you know, if they're going to be successful or not, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I, I was thinking about that a lot because we have a lot of student teachers from college of Charleston. Um, and I don't have a theater teacher, but, um, we have one in social studies and, um, special education. And I know for special ed, they have to do how, whatever they're going to get certified in, like their endorsement, like LD, ED, whatever, you know, specialization they want to get or are getting, um, they have to do a placement in that section and it has to be a certain amount of time. And I can't even imagine <laughs> my word. I would cry. I think. I, I just think at this case. point, if you are, if, if you're holding those students back and you're not letting them finish and be successful, that's lawsuits waiting to happen. Agreed. But in the same token, like on the, on the other end is if we let them just go and they don't have, but I mean, honestly, student teaching isn't enough. I, I really think they need to do like a, a, an apprentice year or, you know, something that allows them, I think it would help with teacher burnout. And I mean, especially theater teacher burnout, like, there are people out there who come and then they, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're done because it's so much extra time and effort, um, that we do and we love, and it's like a labor of love. And once you get through that first three years, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was gonna say, three years. I know at, at the least is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You're able to kind of manage it, but it, it can wipe a person out. So I just, I feel like that needs to be looked at and no I I agree with you on that because yeah it would help you know I I remember my first couple of years of teaching you're the only drama teacher in the school you have no one to go to and if you do have someone to go to they're not teaching the same thing that you're teaching so you're not really getting the advice and and guidance that you would need if you had you know if if you had someone to go to I I think it's better now than it used to be you know Mm -hmm. um but I just remember 27 years ago when I stepped into my classroom, I was like, I have no one to go talk to. And I was right. in a district where I was the only drama teacher in the entire district. Oh my word. Oh, yeah. So you were like the lead teacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only teacher, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I just feel like, but that's a whole nother show, yeah. Jimmy, yeah. is for you to do. Um, <laughs> you get on that. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it, 
even if we did like apprenticeships where they had to work on a show with you and see the hours and what it took and how to organize that, I don't care what level, that would be such valuable experience to see and do. I mean, I would think as a student teacher, because that can boggle the mind. Yeah, I have my freshmen from day one. I have them... Uh, their very first semester, I'm their first class they ever take in college, because um, my class meets at 7:30 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've really? worked on Your trying choice? to. No, I have tried no to move way. that, but if I do, it throws the entire department schedule off. So I'm just like, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm used to being up early. It's fine. Um, yeah. So they, I this past year, I had them partner up with a middle school. Um, close by. Oh, that's good. And they directed their fall production. They went in <laughs> and they they Sorry. handled it. Each of them that's had awesome. scenes that they took care of. They handled the tech. The they had a cooperating teacher who just kind of supervised all of the scenes. Oh. And and they came back and they were either so excited to continue in the major or they were like, "This is not for me." And I'm like, "Exactly. Good. You need to decide that now because mm-hmm. not waiting until you're." student teaching and realizing, oh, this is not what I want to do. So I try to, I put them out there as much as possible. Um, And when they're juniors, we go up to Chicago for a day and they teach classes in a high school, in a real high school, because there's not really much around where I am. So they're up there and they're working with kids who don't want to be in the class that, you know, are being called in and out. They have an aide in the classroom. And I'm like, I can't give you that practice teaching with each other. You, you can't get that from these simulations in class. So we go do that. And then their semester before they student teach, if they're technically teaching that fourth, that fourth year in the spring, if they're student teaching mm-hmm. that fall, they do a project where they go into a local high school and they direct a full one act. Nice. So they've partnered oh, with a, another teacher. Send I, your I, students down <laughs> over by I, us, please. I work them. They. I will take them. <laughs> But I still, I mean, even this semester, and he's probably going to be listening to this episode eventually and hear me calling him out. But he even, one of my student teachers was like, um, this is a lot more work than I thought I was signing up for. And I think I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, I think I might want to go into administration. I'm like, dude, you know, that's even more time commitment at the school, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's equal. I mean, at, at my school, and we have a very, um, a very supportive admin, um, but they also want to protect their time. And they tell us that they have to be at every performance. And so I was trying to get them to allow me to do two performances of an eighth grade show. And he wrote me these questions like, are you sure that you can get an audience for two shows? And I said, yes, I, I know I can. It might not fill the theater, um, but I, I will be able to have a nice, healthy show. And I mean, but then we were called out and we weren't able to go back. So I still didn't know his answer. And part of it was because he and rightly so he wants to be with his family. He doesn't want to have to be there two nights in a row for the same show. And what they don't understand is that that's what we do. Um, but it is, it is a lot of work and 
if it's not the theater teacher that's there beside it's the admin so it's one of the two so i don't know what your student was thinking tell him he's really got to think about that might have been that midpoint <laughs> existential crisis i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> well he tell him he also needs to get really good and in with all of the custodians yeah because oh yeah they are going to be your rock <laughs> Like they're going to make you or break you. So you make sure that they are treated well (laughs) and that you do everything you can for them because that's your bread and butter right there. (laughs) And the school bookkeeper. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 I've been best friends with every bookkeeper in every school I've ever worked at. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the principal I know, secretary. you know, like those are the people that you have to befriend. And I mean, and usually they are awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I never have not met a bookkeeper or a custodian that I haven't liked. Mm. They're awesome yep. people. Yeah. And the maintenance man, the maintenance guy. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had the ma- I completely I can't even believe it. Eric, this time I did these flats with foam and. I stupidly, though, made my braces in foam and I couldn't get them to stick together for the life of me. He came in with a screw gun and went 10 minutes before the show went up because my flats kept falling. And I'm like, no. So thank God for that guy. Thank God for Eric. Yeah. Those are the lessons. You should have a whole class on just all that. Oh, they, they hear it all the time. Okay, they good. Hear it well, all the time. I'm making sure because I don't think they do everywhere. I don't think they do. <laughs> so you're one in a million there, Jimmy. Well, thank you, Megan. I'm going to take that soundbite right there and put that everywhere to advertise things. And okay. Put that on my <laughs> yes, tenure please. portfolio. So. You're one in a million, Jimmy. You are. So, Stephanie, I had a quick question for you, and then we, if we can edit this out if, if need be, but this is just a personal question. Remember before I left South Point, um, the district operations people were having those conversations with us about having like district set pieces that we checked out and they came in and installed. Did any more happen with that? No, I didn't think not at all. Okay. Um, we, we got a new safety guy and <laughs> like, it's like it, the turnover, it, it Every time we get somebody new, we get some new mandate that comes down the pike. Um, we, you know, we now have a theater PLC. Okay, great. Wow. Um, and and so we, we meet don't. we meet a couple times a year, which is great. Um, one of the things that we tried to do was uh, we asked the district if there was a like storage because we know that the district has a storage facility where we could put set pieces and and you know, like we could share them basically. Mm-hmm. Cause like I did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory back in the fall. And I had all of these really beautiful set pieces that I had built. Mm-hmm. And um, we asked the district if we could store them because um, for instance, Brandon Shoemaker wanted to use, you know, part of it for Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Beth Clippo was gonna do Willy Wonka the musical. And um, she wanted to obviously use a bunch of the stuff from Charlie's Chocolate Factory, the straight play version. Um, but we were told no, there's there was no room in the district facility for that. Um, so what we had the district, or you know, we had the facilities people come with a big truck and took part of the set off to, to South Point, 
and took the rest of it to Dutchman Creek for Beth Clippa. Um, but, you know, she has very little storage space there at Dutchman Creek. Um, so she's had to store it all year. Um, and then who knows if she's going to be able to do the play now. Um, but she's got it there. They're supposed to do it in May. Um, but we, we are trying to do more things where we can share things. But but it's hard because a lot of, a lot of us don't have, well, I do, but a lot of others don't have storage space to, you know, to hold on to these things. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if, if like, so music has like charms, you know, there's all these programs to like share music because once mm -hmm. they buy it, it's theirs and they mm -hmm. don't have to like pay for rights again for the music. I wonder if there's some sort of like system that you guys could at least use where everybody knows like a lending library, so to speak. I mean, you're totally right on the storage because that's that sounds like it would have been kind of awesome. Yeah. If it would have worked out, right? Right. But I, I feel like a lot of, and I don't know if it's with you guys up in Rock Hill area, but down by us, our fine arts coordinators, though, are really supportive. They don't always understand what we do. Mm -hmm. And they're usually music people. I don't know up there. I could be wrong, we, but for us, it's always band. We, band people. we just got a fine arts coordinator this year. First time in years since oh, we've wow. had one. And she's great. She's been great. Um, she's an art teacher. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Right. She's an art teacher and, and she's, you know, she's very supportive. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think yet she kind of understands some of, right. you know, some of our issues with the drama teachers. Like, for instance... Um, we've been working for the last two years to try to get, we have five middle schools in our district and mm -hmm. um, that, I don't, this is such a long story, but in 2008, they, um, they basically only kept one out of our five middle school drama teachers because of all those budget cuts. Mm -hmm. And then they slowly started hiring drama teachers back. So now we have three out of five middle schools that have drama but we still have two middle schools in our district that still don't have drama. And we've been really trying to push to get these other two middle school positions back. Um, but every year we're told, you know, there's some kind of issue why we can't get it back. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's frustrating because, um, you know, there, there's definitely a, a whole population in our district that's not being served. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is the two middle schools that aren't being served, there's an elementary school that feeds into one of those middle schools that has a full-time drama teacher in that elementary school. So that, that's like getting, a lack of connection there. Yeah, They're getting drama from kindergarten through fifth grade. Then they go for three years without getting drama. And then they go to my program. That's actually my high school that then suddenly they get to take drama again. So it's yeah mm. I, I, don't get me wrong i really do love the district and and things have gotten a lot better with our new super, superintendent mm -hmm. I, I love him and he's doing a lot of really great things i i appreciate the fact that we now have a fine arts coordinator and i know she's working um for us yeah and so i'm hoping it, it's going to get better um the, just just the 
really cool things that they've done for my high school recently and Northwestern High School. Um, we both got brand new lights and it, it was years coming. I never uh, thought, I mean, 16 years I've been at Rock Hill High. I never thought we would get brand new like LED lights. Oh my. Finally got awesome. them this year yeah. and it's been amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. Good. <sighs> well, I, I have, um, I have not been kind to Rock Hill in my PLC podcast. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Only for the the sake of PLC, because I, I and I've, I've said this before. Um, it, my experience with PLCs is kind of what inspired me to want to do these. Um, mm-hmm. Because Stephanie, you were you and Tammy were my partners in crime down there, and when we had PLC days, you remember we weren't allowed to get together. Right. Like right. they, nope, you can't go. We don't know what buildings you're in. We can't keep track of you. So you can sit in your room and do extra planning. That's yeah. Dumb. That was our PLC well, time. <laughs> I, I will oh, sorry. say, <laughs> no, right? fine. with our new superintendent, it, that has changed. Good. And, um, and we got, you know, uh, like I said, the, the new fine arts coordinator and, you know, so we have had a chance to actually Good. get together and do work together and to collaborate together. And we do things, Megan, like you said, where we're able to like, like, you know, we started a group chat basically where you're like, hey, I need this prop, do you have it? And now we're sharing more, which is the way it really should have always been. Um, It's kind of, you know? I mean, I think we did some of that, Jimmy, in the past, but I think it's been, I don't know. It's, I won't say it's been better, but it's been more collaborative. I should say it like that. Good. Good. I, yeah, that's, that is great. I mean, DD2 is kind of like a baby district with um, theater, but they are giving respect to that, but it's not in every school. And I, that's my goal is to have Mm -hmm. theater in every school and DD2. So, um, I don't know how I'm going to do that because <laughs> I'm just a theater teacher, but um, that's been my personal goal and that's what I'm going to go for. Well, um, you know, I, I was quiet for so long, Megan, and I wish that I had spoke up earlier. Uh, um, I really was not an advocate for myself for a long, long time. And within really literally the last two or three years, I have really stepped up and, and started like vocalizing things. I, yeah, I don't yeah. like confrontation and I don't like to rock the boat, but in no. the last couple of years, I've had to basically say, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. I need this. This has got to happen. Um, and people are starting to finally listen, not just to me, but to the other drama teachers, I think. I think that is something that we theater teachers really have to work on is in moving out of just self-preservation of our program, but rather watching our programs grow. Um, Mm -hmm. And in a general sense, I think we forget about that because we're too busy thinking about the show that we're putting on or the product Mm -hmm. that we have to produce. And we're, you know, not looking at the bigger picture of what this is going to do for these kids. Right. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's so important. So that's like another big pachoom that we have to like think about. Also, I'm getting near retirement age. 
the thing about being close to retirement is you start to like figure it out that it, it's like okay I could retire next year if I really wanted to so I, I'm not afraid to say things that maybe I was afraid to say before and uh, that comes with wisdom and age I think <laughs> you know um I, but I mean, I'm not grumpy. Like I'm not as grumpy as I used to be. I promise you. <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got a year. I could leave in a year. I'm not gonna leave, but I could. And uh, I think that frees you up a little bit. I am about at time, but I. I oh, sorry. No, you're, <laughs> you're good. Sorry, you're just I, using this time to talk to people. And I be am like, so happy Hi. to have had you both on here and 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 chatting and catching up and hearing kind of your stories and where you are and and. I just, I hope you got a little something out of it. And Megan, I will definitely put that question out there for yes, please. the social media world and, and see if I can get some responses for you. And it's always good to see the two of you. And uh, it's I, good to see you, Jimmy. I appreciate all it that is you're good doing. To see you too. Um, so if you enjoyed it, tell somebody, sign up again. I don't care. I want to see you again. It was, it was lovely catching up. Well, there you have it, folks. That is Virtual PLC number three with Stephanie Daniels and Megan Link. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. It was a pleasure chatting with you and catching up. And thank you, teachers, for listening in. I appreciate you checking out the podcast. Uh, You can find all of our past episodes, the archives, as well as each teacher's page that we feature here regularly on the show on fedtalks.com. You've got a list of the resources that each of those individuals individual teachers bring to the show as well as all of the virtual PLCs that we've had so far and any past special episodes that we had like last summer's pride episodes. So please check out fedtalks.com. If you want to be um, on one of the PLCs, again, fedtalks.com, click on virtual PLC, scroll down. There's a giant red bar. This is sign up now. Click on that, sign up for a date and time that you'd like to participate in and that works in your schedule. And we will have you on with several other teachers and just bounce some ideas off of each other. That is what this is for. It's a space for you teachers. So take advantage of it. It's free and uh, it's a it's a service that I am hearing from teachers that is really appreciated and needed. So take advantage of it. Uh, you can find us on all your favorite social media on Twitter at Theater Ed Talks, on Tumblr, fedtalks.tumblr.com, Facebook, the Fed Talks group, Instagram, Fed Talks Podcast, and of course the website again, fedtalks.com. If you just want the podcast to automatically populate in your favorite podcast provider in your phone or your computer, simply find us on any of your favorite podcast providers Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, AnyPod, and tune in. Go on, subscribe to the show leave us five stars rate us tell us what you're liking by reviewing us and then most importantly share the podcast with those theater educators in your life who you think could benefit from what we're doing here thank you joel hamlin and joshua schusterman for the use of your original music magnetize and flip the record and teachers thank you thank you for listening keep checking us out if you've got some extra downtime binge listen on some past episodes get caught up on fed talks Email me at fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest on the show or if you have show topic ideas or feedback for me. I love getting email. Again, that's fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great week.